The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the voice of this year podcast, Vidcast. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And uh, do me a favor, whatever platform you are consuming this podcast, Vidcast on, whether live right now or whatever, please like please subscribe. If you're on YouTube, jump over to that thumbs up button, hit that for me. Also on Twitter and Facebook, if you are listening to this show in podcast form on what would be Monday or Tuesday, uh, also please like, please subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings. Also leave me or leave us a little bit of a review. Please don't tie it or connect it to what you saw from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Just base it on the merits alone of what you get content-wise out of us as creators. That would be great. We are Super Chat Live. If you've got a comment or a question for me, uh, please do me a favor. Jump over to YouTube and uh, Super Chat me. Here's what's up. Uh, This is a recording of a podcast. I'm going to be, as all of you who hang out with me weekly know, I'll be in my notes, kind of like my outline. Uh, And if you want my attention, uh, please Super Chat me. I'm not ignoring the comments section. It's great to have so many of you with me. Uh, tons of people uh, in the in the room, including Jerry Ostrowski's up in the room and all of the usual suspects. I love every single one of you guys for just being a part of this with me every single week, rain or shine, win or loss, uh, what victory or tragedy. I don't know what it is, but, you know, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee uh, at the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, or watching me live right now. Let me just say one more time, welcome. It's good to have you. We're going to go through this thing together. But before we do that, before we get the madness started, let's hear from our show sponsor, The Market Dominator. Hey, Bill's Mafia. It's The Market Dominator here. Yeah, I know. I'm the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast by my good friend, Joe Miller. We're all depressed. Let me relate to you guys. We just don't have answers. It's the same thing over and over again. But here's the deal. The market dominators are not depressed. We're winning. So if you're looking to sell or buy in real estate, Reach out to us directly, 716-570-3298, and you'll learn how we're adjusting in this current market shift to help you win, where we educate, advocate, negotiate, and dominate. That was uh, John Spaschek, the leader of the Market Dominator team, and uh, it's nice to know somebody's got an answer. Somebody's winning in this market because it's not Bill's Mafia. It's not the Buffalo Bills, but uh, if you are in the market to buy or sell a home, uh, please give uh, John Spaschek a call and his team. He will. I'm going to give you a cell phone number, and uh, 
if you want to text him something quippy and fun, like, hey, somebody's got to win. It might as well be you. Uh, or if you want to text him and just say, I don't know, <laughs> want to meet for coffee so we can cry together, 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. It is so good to have you guys with me. I hope Bill's Mafia fam. All of you in the comments section, all of you, the thousands of you that are going to listen to this in podcast form and watch this back on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed what was a tremendous game with high stakes for the Buffalo Bills and high drama. And if we're looking back at it now, that probably was the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl for 2023. I don't know where you go from here. I'm not saying that the season is over because it's not. There's, what, five games left? The Bills have a bye coming up this week. But the season is definitely on life support. And you just are not going to get a more intense football game as a fan than the game you just watched. I mean, they're already talking about it on Football Night in America as, you know, uh, just just a special game, just one of those games that will go down in history. I mean, when you when you look at this game and, and the back and forth, it, it probably – from an intensity standpoint, from a, a, a nail-biting standpoint, from everything that was going on, the drama, the scoring, uh, the letdown. I mean, it's right there with the Chiefs game. The only difference is, is the stakes were higher. Maybe. The stakes in the Chiefs game, in that football game, were to advance to the AFC Championship game. The stakes in this game were to maybe, hopefully, make the playoffs. So... You could probably argue the stakes were different, but they may or may not have been different. But you would be hard-pressed to find a more intense game than the one that we just watched. I was on my feet walking, pacing the living room for probably the last half of the fourth quarter and through overtime. We have our first Super Chat. Darcy, uh, do me a favor. Um if you've got a comment that you want to like add next, go ahead and add your comment, and I'll read that. I appreciate the uh, you being a part of the show, and I thank you, thank you for the super chat. But like I said, the season is definitely not over. The Bills go into the bye week six and six after losing to the Eagles thirty-seven to thirty-four and fall to tenth in the playoff seating. It was a cold, rainy football game in a very hostile environment in Philadelphia. We all know about it. I'm not telling you anything that you don't necessarily know. Philly, Philadelphia being one of the best teams representing the, the NFC, the Super Bowl last year. And got, you know, they got housed. They got blown out by the Chiefs. I don't think that was much of a game. But they've learned from it. They've come back from it. Record of 9-1 and one going into this football game with extra players on the field wearing black and white stripes. I said it. I mean, do, do we really? I'm not going to get into the calls. I I, uh, I would say that most of Buffalo Rumblings does a very good job, as do most Bills content creators, of staying away from, oh, the refs lost that game for us. And I would, I, I, would, I would venture to guess that most of the people even listening to this, while the refs were a very big problem in this football game, it was the Bills had a chance to win. They had several chances to win. They overcame those problems, and they had several chances to win. But there was no doubt the Bills were fighting the referees as well. More importantly, with the Texans losing on Sunday, the window was wide open for the Buffalo Bills to walk back into a playoff spot, securing their seventh victory. A lot was on the line for this football game. However, more times than not, the better team wins. And even as I say that, I know there's a lot of you that are probably, it probably doesn't make you feel good right now because you don't feel like the better team won. You feel like the weather, you feel like the refs, you feel like the coaching potentially that the better, your love for the Buffalo Bills kind of like bows its back a little bit. But going into this football game, you knew in your hearts that the Eagles were the better football team. Even I said, to several people on Sunday and coming into this football game, we're going to have to have 2020-2021 Josh Allen to win this football game. I tweeted it, and by God, we got it. We got 2020-2021 Josh Allen. The completion percentage wasn't great, but he played a hell of a game in horrible conditions. It was downpouring at times in this football game. But with the 
everything stacked against them with the refs, the disparity in the refs, with it being a must win. And at this point in time, every game for the Buffalo Bills is a must win. The Bills had a chance to win in the end, not once. Some could argue not twice with the 20 seconds that they decided to just go into overtime with. At least twice, maybe three times. The Buffalo Bills' last drive to win the game in regulation. They drove beautifully down the field, running the football, sucking up and eating clock. Like we basically have not, we have seen the Bills. So one area that Nance and Romo were not right was like, we haven't seen this version of the Bills before, running the football and eating the clock. We have, we've just seen it when they've had a lead. The first game that comes to my mind is uh, the San Francisco 49ers game a couple years ago when they basically ran out the last eight minutes of the game to secure the victory. We have not seen it where they've done that to go up, which we saw. They drove down the field beautifully, ate up the clock, but they scored too freaking fast, which we have seen over and over again, right down to 13 seconds. They're up by three, 152 left in the game after a Gabe Davis touchdown, 31 to 28. But then, but. I guess it could probably just end or start right there, but, but, but the defense let them get into scoring range. And I don't even give a crap what his name is. The Philadelphia kicker didn't miss in the downpour, a muddy field, heavy, wet balls from 59 yards. Their kicker didn't miss. Unlike ours. Twice which in this situation, in this case, is potentially the difference in the football game. I'm not here to lay blame, and I don't want to, and I won't, because I like Tyler Bass. This isn't a situation where one person or one part of this football team won or lost the game. In the end, the refs didn't lose the game for the Buffalo Bills. They didn't make it easy, but they didn't lose the game for the Bills. Coaching did. Then the Bills had another chance to win in overtime. And this is where the repeating segment in Bills Mafia's mind should it should become familiar, right? It should be it, it should be getting to the point where there's an expectation of what is about to happen, what I'm about to say. Even if you didn't see the game, you have an expectation of what is about to be said. Just like in earlier er, at an earlier moment in this football game. The coaching staff turtled. There's no other way to say it. Played for a field goal after the misread by what was, you know, an anticipation throw. It's an option choice route, as Tony Romo called it. I don't know who to blame. You don't know who to blame. Josh Allen took the blame. Gabe Davis vehemently said in his postgame presser that it was on both of us. We were just not on the same page. There's nobody to blame, but Gabe Davis slammed his helmet down on the bench and was very much dejected on the sideline. I don't know what that means. But even before that, after that play or even before that, the Buffalo Bills, when they got into scoring range, began to play. You felt it. Don't tell me you didn't feel it. They began to play for a field goal. They began to turtle. We're in scoring range. We're in, we're in the opportunity to get points. We can't blow this regardless of the fact that your playoff life is on the line, regardless of the fact that you almost have nothing to lose. Dare I say, we're having a different conversation, a different show. If they go for it on fourth down and they miss, right? At least they tried, but they didn't. Not to mention, even if they miss, the Bills defense has an opportunity to stop them in overtime and potentially give the bill, the ball back to the Buffalo Bills. Was it going to be this day? In fact, it doesn't seem like it's any day. And the reality is, is, you know, with that and that information, and that's the synopsis that I'm going to potentially give you for this game before I kind of get to the stats here in a moment. The time that I get to spend watching Josh Allen play football is a blessing. 
the time that you get to watch Josh Allen play football for the Buffalo Bills wearing the red, white, and blue and the charging Buffalo on his helmet, it's a blessing. And it's my intention, and I've told you guys many times to not take a minute of this for granted because it's not going to last forever. But my intention is to take joy and appreciation for every single snap that young man takes. Appreciation for every throw he makes or doesn't make. Every run, when we see that big giant kid run up and down the football field and make defensive backs and linebackers and defensive linemen look silly, defying all the odds, basically because he was not this fast in college. He was not this fast in high school. Just who he has become, who he's been charted, every run, every touchdown, and frankly, every interception. He's an all-world talent. He's a leader. He's humble. I know a lot of people don't believe that about him right now, but it's true. He's humble. He takes ownership for what happens on the football field, but it doesn't break the man that he is. He's an ambassador for the city that I am from and the city that I love, and he's better than anyone I could handpick or ask for. Josh Allen is Buffalo. And frankly, he doesn't deserve what Buffalo, as an organization, in my opinion, has given him. He deserves better. He deserves better. And as you move through kind of that sentiment and what I just said, the defense basically let Josh Allen down again. You just watched in real time, live on your television, whether you believe the NFL is entertainment or real, you watched one head coach, what I would dare consider a Buffalo native, a real head coach, coach his team to victory. And another head coach on the opposite sideline for the fifth, sixth, I don't know, 10th, 15th time, coach his team to a loss. How many times does Josh Allen have to walk off of the football field a winner only to walk to the locker room a loser? Do you think he deserves this? Does he deserve better? Does he deserve help? Does he deserve a coach like Nick Sirianni who basically, you know, was given a crap sandwich at the beginning of that football game. There was an interception and a fumble, and meanwhile, coached his team to overcome the weather, Over coached his team to overcome the Buffalo Bills who were laying it on him, and I know that he got help early in that game from the refs. But as many flags as were called or were thrown in the first half, there were barely any thrown in the second half. But when you're talking about this being the fifth time, the sixth time, the 10th time, the 15th time, who knows how many times enough that it's familiar enough times that we know this feeling, we know it before it gets here. How many times do we have to say that it was a great game, but great game, but great game. Josh Allen walked off the field, a winner, walked to the locker room, a loser. How many times does Josh Allen have to walk off the field more than one time in a game? A winner. And walk to the locker room. A loser. How many times do we have to say this? Does it look familiar to you? Are you accustomed to it? Do you see it before it happens anymore? Like, are you where I'm at? Do you sit on the couch and you're just like, oh, oh I know where this is going. When they, be, when they get inside the 35-yard line and they begin to offensively change the play calls where they were being aggressive to get to the 35 in important situations, and all of a sudden the play calls are very conservative. You don't feel that? When they kick that go-ahead score, or they score a go-ahead touchdown, and then the defense takes the field, and they're just giving up nine yards, after, like nine yards of play, 11 yards of play, 12 yards of play, nine yards of play, all the way into field goal range? Am I am I am I making this up or is this reality to you too? Does it look familiar? Does it feel familiar to you?
as a fan, can you say, are you surprised anymore? I've said on this show, we hear Bruce Nolan talk about it and a lot of great content creators that one time is not reality, two times is not reality, but like three times and four times it becomes to be who you are. And we talked about this offense early in the season that it's not week to week. One time is week to week, twice, maybe week to week, but after three, four, five weeks, it's who you are. So if, if that is the measurement of every time you're doing this, if this is who you like, if this is what you do, the reality is, is this is who you are. And this is frankly, in my opinion, who they are from a coaching staff. This, this is who they are. And at what point is enough enough? When are the dumb penalties too much? When are the missed details too much? When is the missed blocks and the missed assignments? When are they too much? When are, when are, when are, when is putting Trent Sherfield on the on the football field for a wide receiver screen on an RPO who goes up and blocks and Josh just throws the ball to the sideline because he doesn't even know what he's supposed to be doing? When is it too much? When are the ridiculously poured, poorly timed and wasted timeouts too much? When is the defense giving up easy drives at the most pivotal points of football games too much? Look, it, it's, a it's a team game. And we have heaped praise. I have heaped praise on this defense all year long. But come on. Come on. Your, your quarterback is finding himself again. Step the freak up. Somebody make a play. Be aggressive in your play calling that was shutting them down completely in the first half. If they adjust and go to a, a hardcore RPO game that's basically running off of the left side, adjust your defense to make a change. And then they set you up perfectly when they got down in the red zone. They ran that play over and over and over again and then faked it and threw it over to the top to a wide open receiver in the end zone, A.J. Brown. How is A.J. Brown, first of all, on the football field and that open? It's A.J. Brown. But at least have some foresight. Your job as a coach and a play caller is to have some foresight and begin to expect what they're going to do to you. Coaches coach to win the game. Good coaches. Good coaches coach to win the game. Bad coaches coach for field goals when the game is on the line. And you can see it. I just talked about it. When they get into field goal range, the game is really important. Like they're, they're not against their backs aren't against the wall, but it's like a, an important moment in the game. And we just got to get points here. I'm not talking about in the middle of the game where it's a one possession game and it's fourth and two or whatever. And they're going for it and they're aggressive. You see it. You know what I'm talking about when it's for a go ahead score. If it's in overtime, Josh Allen is zero and six in, in overtime. Do you think that's because he sucks in overtime or do you think he walks off the field a winner more often than not? You see it. You feel it. You know when it happens. The play calls change. And they become very conservative. We're in field goal range. Let's not mess this up. Let's not make the mistake. Let's not force the issue and try to win the game. Let's just get the points that are here, which inevitably causes them to lose. Inevitably, they kick that field goal, and the defense lets the opposing offense go right down the football field and take the lead. And sometimes, almost always, win the football game. And the hardest part about this is there was a lot of great things from this game. This was a good football game. This was a great football game. There was just enough bad stuff to cripple them and cripple the team when it mattered, whether it was coaching or penalties or whatever. Poor execution. Yes, there was poor. I know I wore against poor execution. There was a lot of poor execution in this football game. This was a heavyweight bout. 
the clash of two titans. This was two good football teams going toe-to-toe, basically staring in each other's eyes, asking the daring the other one to blink. One football team, the Eagles, on the come-up, still rising. The other one on the way down. Window closing. Window not closing necessarily due to talent on the football field. Window closing primarily due to the fact that the coaching just, this is who they are. Got a super chat from Brandon, uh, B-Town Brandon, my guy from uh, my Patriots, my Patriots fan, my Patriot Nation buddy. Appreciate you being a part of the show, my man. He says, crazy game for the Bills. Bills always have rotten luck at closing games. Not always, just this coaching staff, but yes, you are correct. I know you're frustrated. Don't give up. You guys are still in contention, and the bye week couldn't come at a better time. <laughs> Rest in peace to my Patriot season with the, the heartbroken emoji. Brandon, I appreciate you, my man. And the next time you're in Buffalo, we'll have to uh, we'll have to connect and grab a beer. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, and I appreciate, appreciate you for those words. I know the season's not over. Pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. Josh Allen in this football game. Where are my stats? 29 of 51. Now, the completion percentage was not great. It's like 59 or 60%. On a muddy field in a downpour, 339 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, two through the air, one, or I should say two on the ground. He also ran nine times, all seemingly at the right time. He was vicious on the ground in this football game with his legs. Nine carries, 81 yards for a nine-yard average. There's a difference between hero ball Josh and hero Josh. And I wish that we could make a delineation between the two. There's a stark difference between hero ball pressing Josh Allen, the guy that the Jets expect to play against, where they they effectively uh, drag him down and run him out and slow the game down so much that he feels like he has to put the game on his back and win and then makes a mistake. Hero ball Josh is not hero Josh, is not Superman Josh. We got Superman Josh in this football game. It was fun to watch. 2020, 2021 Josh. All the right runs at all the right time. He made great throws that hurt the Eagles again in a downpour. As Romo said, more times than not, he aggressively took the check down. The only time that I'm against the check down that he took was when they were in field goal range early. Uh, I think it was in the first or second quarter, and he threw that he threw the ball three yards to Dalton Kincaid. That's not the play you want there. That's not the check down you want on third down when you're in field goal range. Take a risk. I'm not saying put the ball in harm's way. I'm saying send the ball beyond the sticks. Otherwise, more times than not, aggressively took the check down. And it worked. If this if this becomes an intimate, an integral part of Josh Allen's game as a quarterback in the NFL, look out. Romo said it. Nance said it. He'll become an unstoppable quarterback unless your defense sucks. Or your coaching sucks. You almost feel like, or at least I should say, I almost feel like Josh Allen has come out the other side of his slump that he was clearly in as a more mature quarterback who has grown through that Valley experience. He went through the darkness to come out on the other side in the light. There were so many plays in this game that reminded you that not only is that guy still in there, in this game you saw that he is possibly better than who he was before that slump, before that Valley experience early in the season. I'm going to appreciate every moment that I get to watch Josh Allen through the football as a Buffalo Bills quarterback. I'm going to appreciate every moment, just as much as I hope that Beantown Brandon, who now understands, he's never heard me say that about Jim Kelly, but now he's like, man, I wish I had appreciated Tom Brady more when he was here because now Tom Brady's gone. He's got Mac Jones. And I know that Mac Jones is his guy. But at the end of the end of the day, this stuff doesn't last forever. I loved what I saw from Josh Allen today. 
Loved it. Stephon Diggs in this football game. Went out injured shortly. Made me a little bit nervous. But he had a solid football game. Six catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs is a legit, bona fide, number one wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know. What I want to stress with the information that I'm pretty much giving you, and I think I'm, I've got it in my notes later, is the Buffalo Bills did not lose this football game because of talent. Stephon Diggs is every bit as good as A.J. Brown. Every bit. You would be hard-pressed to find wide receivers in this league situationally all the time that are better than Stephon Diggs. So this is me giving an appreciation shout-out to Stephon Diggs as the, as the wide receiver one for the Buffalo Bills. Now let's talk about Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis led the, the game, this game for the Buffalo Bills again in reception. Six receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown. Gabe had himself a game. Regardless of the last play that, well, the last play that we're going to remember, which was the anticipation play, the option choice route that they missed on, Gabe had a good day. And here's the thing. Consistency is the issue with Gabe Davis. He disappears way too much for way too long. I don't know if it's game plan related. I don't know if it's work ethic related. I don't know if it's Josh Allen related. I don't know why. I don't know if it's Gabe. We will never know why Gabe Davis disappears for two games and shows up and has a 100-yard hundred yard day where he's a legitimate number two wide receiver. We will never know. All I do know is that the football team, the, this offense is better. Josh Allen is better when he is a part and active in the game plan. Now, before you jump on that, as I told you, Gabe Davis was good, and Joe is with me now in that Gabe Davis is a true number two wide receiver. I'm not saying that. As much as Gabe Davis is an active, legit part of the game plan makes Josh Allen and this offense better, I'm not saying that that's because of Gabe Davis. The issue for me is about having a true number two wide receiver. I'm not sure that Gabe Davis is a true number one, number two wide receiver. Emmanuel Sanders was. John Brown was. And when Gabe Davis shows up in these football games, he's taking on that role that Sanders was in, that John Brown was in. And it makes this offense better. However, I'm not about to give him $96 million like Christian Kirk got two years ago. And if you're ready to give him that, you're insane. I don't care how good he quote-unquote is at blocking. Another super chat from uh, Carlucci. Carlucci, thank you so much for being a part of the show. So many brutal losses this season. McKenna and I, my daughter, we're just talking about this. She was like, how are we this good, she says. She's looking at the, at the, at the playoff picture as the Bills are now in 10th. And she's like, how are we going toe-to-toe with the NFC champions from last year and probably the NFC's Super Bowl representative for this year. How are we toe-to-toe with this team and in, in like, 10th place? I said, because of stupid losses against the Patriots, the Jets, and the Broncos. Coaching. Coaching. We are 6-6, and in my opinion, because of coaching. But sorry. Super chat. Uh, three games is a trend. I really like what I'm seeing from Joe Brady so far. Just the personal changes alone. Yes, 1,000%. There's a lot of people ready to crown Joe Brady. Let's give him one more game. Maybe two. And we'll see. Getting back to just what I liked from this football game. Cook, Murray, Johnson. This Ty Johnson kid, man. I want to see more of him. I don't want to see more of him at the uh, expense of James Cook. And I know that James Cook is riding this really, really strange rail right now between you know being dominant and being in the doghouse. Alliteration aside, this Ty Johnson kid next year, James Cook and Johnson, give me that all day. Give me that all day. James Cook was 16 for 43 yards. Not great. Latavius Murray was 9 for 30. Not great. Ty Johnson was 6 for 19. Not great. But where it was great was when it mattered. They slammed that defensive line in the face so many times that when it mattered in the end, 
they were putting on yards. This run game that the Bills have constructed with this offensive line is for real. You watched them wear down a great defense, and in the end, it paid off. And frankly, a good, balanced, efficient run game with a dynamic, dominant quarterback is a recipe for winning. If you can play defense. And it just seems like, you know, you know what's interesting? I, I'm just now thinking about this right now. I listen to the pressers every time before I do this show, obviously. Which is part of the reason between the uh, for the buffer between the time that the game ends and the time the show starts, is so I can get my outline together and so I can listen to pressers. In a situation where the offense scored thirty four points, I didn't hear Sean McDermott, whose defense gave up thirty seven, talk about consistency or complimentary football once. Did the defense play complimentary football today? I don't think they did. Anyways. If you've got a dominant run game with a dynamic, dominant quarterback, efficient run game with a dominant, dynamic quarterback, it's a recipe for winning. Just play some freaking defense. Story of this football game, you know, at the end of the day, Philly is a better football team than the Buffalo Bills. They're a better coach team, and it showed in this football game. Again, they don't have more talent. I, I I would I would argue with just about anybody that that the Philadelphia Eagles do not have better talent on their roster than the Buffalo Bills. They've just got better coaching. The Bills fought the refs and the Eagles. They took a 10-point lead. Then the interception happened, and the defense just couldn't hold and let the and they they basically let the Eagles back in the football game. That interception was untimely, it was unfortunate. Josh Allen talked about it in his presser that they basically did a, a disguised coverage. Josh didn't see the defend the defender there, even though Steph, he said, ran a great route. The defender just cut him off. And from that point on, it was a dogfight, one that the Buffalo Bills defense wasn't up to. One stop. They make one stop in that inside of that sequence. The belt that we're having a different conversation in this in, in, for, for this show. All I gotta do is make one stop. One more stop. I think they did make one. And we're just talking about a conversation or a game where we're just all too familiar with the outcome. On the other side, talking about coaching, the Eagles started flat. Weather was not great. They got some help from the refs. Whoop-de-doo. Made some mistakes early. Interception. Fumble. Down by 10 points. But they recovered. They adjusted. And they showed why they're a Super Bowl team and the Bills are not. I said it. I said it. I said the inside parts out loud. They showed why the Philadelphia Eagles are a Super Bowl team and the Buffalo Bills are not. They're not a Super Bowl team because Jalen Hurts is like better than Josh Allen. They're not a Super Bowl team because A.J. Brown. Uh, where was A.J. Brown's numbers in this game? Da, 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 two seconds. Uh, Eagles, A.J. Brown, who had uh, five catches for 37 yards. They're not a Super Bowl team because A.J. Brown is better than Stephon Diggs. They're not a Super Bowl team because De DeAndre Swift is somehow better than James Cook. They're not a Super Bowl team because Jalen Hurts is better than Josh Allen. They're not a Super Bowl team because their defensive backs are better than the Bills' defensive backs. They're not a Super Bowl team because their special teams is better than the Bills' special teams. They don't have better talent on that roster than the Bills do. They're a Super Bowl team because their coaching is better. Period. And they showed it in this game. Glaringly showed it. And the Buffalo Bills are just not, at this point right now, unless something changes philosophically, a Super Bowl team. They haven't made any Super Bowls. They don't show any signs of going in that direction. They're showing signs of going in the opposite direction. This is a common story for the Buffalo Bills over the last four years. They get up early. The opponent survives the rush. The opponent adjusts. The Bills take the foot off the gas, get conservative, try to run like possession, run out the clock. 
They press the bills. The bills either make mistakes or they fold like a chair. Am I wrong? Does this sound familiar to you over the last four years? Since Josh Allen has kind of ascended into the guy that we expect him to be? Sounds about right, right? Nate Geary, and I know Nate, I know Nate, I love Nate. I, there's a, there was a time that I wasn't necessarily a big fan of Nate, but Nate and I have become friends. And Nate Geary uh, made a post, he tweeted uh, something that just resonated with me. He said, this team has been poisoned by a culture of playing not to lose instead of playing to win. You could stop right there. I'm going to read that again. This team has been poisoned by a culture of playing not to lose instead of playing to win, which works, he says. When your franchise is in a two decades long spiral, basically downward. But that philosophy of playing not to lose only gets you so far. They have reached their ceiling and this coach, and I sincerely hope ownership doesn't waste another year, of Josh Allen's prime with this guy. That's a bold statement. It's a bold tweet for a guy that basically is on the Buffalo Bills flagship network. But dare I say he's right. I don't want to jump off the Sean McDermott bandwagon, but I'm at the point where three times is a trend. What is 15? Oh. The story of this football game is a story that we have watched play out a lot. And I fear it's a story that we will continue to watch for years to come, maybe even for the rest of Josh Allen's prime career as an NFL quarterback. Walking off the field a winner, walking into the locker room a loser. Just don't want to see it. That's not what I want for the kid. He deserves better. And that's what it comes down to. It's not in a situation of Bill's Mafia deserves better. He deserves better. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I sent a uh, tweet out from the overreaction handle, the overreaction Buffalo handle. And if you're not following overreaction buff, I would ask you to do so at overreaction B U F. There's a bunch here. We are going to be pressing it through all these. Um, and I tweeted the Buffalo bills dropped their sixth game of the season in a heartbreaker that looks all too familiar. How are we feeling the rest of the way? Bills mafia reading your tweets live at 10 PM. Autumn starts out by saying, "Autumn, at, I, I'm not going to read the handles. Autumn says, I simply would like to say that I love you, Josh Allen, and I'm sad. Kind of in the same boat. Joe says, all I know is pain, Joe. All I know is pain. Right there with you, buddy. A Buckley, A Buckley 28, that game summed up how the Bills have been uh, going perfect, how the Bills has been going perfectly. They once again let a team drive down the field when it mattered, not once, but twice. Super painful loss. But as always, go Bills. Go Bills back at you, bud. Scottish Bills Mafia Jason, who was in town last week, all the way from Scotland. It's hard to win when the refs ignore blatant calls. It's hard to win when you don't make clutch plays. If you can't finish off teams, you're going to lose close games. The Eagles were always going to be tough to beat, and we didn't deserve to lose. 
but we were just not good enough to win. RK fast, done, <laughs> period. F this team. <laughs> Peyton, my guy Peyton, uh, basically just, uh, I think he threw up here the uh, the sound of the uh, the NFL draft. It's either the song or the chime. That's the ESPN song. That is the it's bum 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 bum. I don't know what it is. I, I don't want to play it because I don't know if it's going to mess up my computer. <laughs> Mike Graham says, I'm going to keep saying this. Sean McDermott cannot coach in big moments. He has proved this his entire career in Buffalo. Yes, the officiating was terrible, but once again, execution from players killed this team. Davis on the last route, Cook dropping a touchdown, and Bass missing field goals. Mike, you're not wrong. Blondie, I say every week, but it's time to move on from McDermott. How much more do we need to see? Offense won the game and defense choked once again. British Bill Dog, every time is now a or every game, sorry, every game is now a must win. It was a must win today, bro. It's been a must win for a couple weeks. And we need a number of other games to go our way outside of that. Being in the hunt, quote unquote, six weeks before the end of th- uh, the season feels like a like the late drought years, except our team is actually good. Yeah, we're kind of like in that whole, like, yeah, still kind of in it, lurking. Kyle Brandt this past week, I think, said, nah, we're now officially in the nah category. Nah, they're not going to make it. Bills Media 716, season isn't over, even though everyone will say it is. We are very much in the playoff race, and with the way the offense has looked against two top five defenses, this team is about to make a run. Go Bills. Bills Mafia, I appreciate the sentiment, and I somewhat agree with you, except for the fact that they needed to start that run this week. They needed to start that run last week against a bad Denver Broncos football team. I know they won again. Kevin D, same shit, different re- different season. This team just can't come through in the clutch and win these close games against good football teams. You're not wrong. Joseph Goho, waiting for McDermott to explain why he chose to take a knee with 20 seconds left at the end of regulation with a generational quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you. My buddy Nick Marsochi. Man, I will love this team through thick and thin. Bills Mafia, I know we're going through it. I'm in the same boat as everybody else. I just feel bad for my quarterback, where I'm at the point where I don't want to see us win a Super Bowl if he's not the quarterback. Same, buddy. I love that. Nick is basically saying, look, if we win a Super Bowl and it's not Josh Allen, it doesn't, doesn't, I want to win a Super Bowl with that guy. That's the guy I want to win a Super Bowl with. I'm with you, buddy. 100%. Xavier Stutz should have left McDermott in the locker room at halftime with Josh's ripped jersey. We're on to the draft. C-Dub, Bills Mafia, refs are horrible. I know people will be knocking McDermott for another close loss, but it could be worse. Bills took the best team in the league to overtime in Philly in the rain and not too shabby, really. You you glass, the glass is half empty, folks, are interesting to me because is the glass half empty when you miss the playoffs? This team... This talent, this roster, this quarterback, is the glass half empty, half full? Is the glass half full when this team misses the playoffs? I don't think so. Oh, we're going to go into the draft, and we're going to draft more talent. We're going to get another Dalton Kincaid. Like, the glass is half half full. I don't get it. If the Buffalo Bills, this version of the Buffalo Bills, miss the playoffs, it's a colossal miss. Huge whiff. Whiff. They're going to give up a playoff spot to teams that are called the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Those are teams they're going to give up playoff spots to. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, coached by Sean McDermott, are going to give up playoff spots to the Browns and the Steelers. Huge whiff. Jackie Broder. If someone tells you over and over who they are by their actions, eventually the words they say come to ring hollow. I love Sean. I really do. I'm in the same boat, bro. I'm absolutely sure he has turned this franchise around and it is truly, and he is truly a good human. Also, now absolutely, he, it's time for him to move on. I think that's where we're at. Just say no to turf says where to start. It's like the Jaws trailer. Just when you thought it was safe to watch the Buffalo Bills again. Hated the refs, hated that we let them back into it, hated the 22nd cop-out, hate it's another close loss versus a good team. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. My guy Brian Anthony. I'm so annoyed with this team and more so with McDermott that I completely forgot what I wanted to say. Oh, I remember now. (laughs) What's the point of having a defense-minded coach when in close games, year in and year out, your defense blows it? I'm done with McDermott, he says. 
me and B are on the same page. C-Dub came back for more. I knew that the uh, that ball that slipped through Cook's hands in the first quarter was going to haunt me. That was a touchdown if it wasn't raining. Uh, it was a touchdown. He should have caught it regardless. That was actually in my outline. I didn't cover it. The fact that this ball, this game takes a completely different turn. If Cook catches that pass and scores a touchdown, we don't get the two, the two preceding penalties and then the field goal try and then the penalty on the next kickoff. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of bad stuff that happened from that drop. Jose whosoever underscore 777. They made me hope. I had high expectations. Then they crushed me. Stupid mistakes all around. Cook, Bass, Davis, Allen's interception. Then there's the refs. Just disgusting calls and missed calls. You're not wrong. My guy Pete. What's up, Pete? Pete B. Um, were there legit penalties on us? Absolutely. For a league that harps on protecting the quarterback, letting that horse collar on Josh go uncalled is absolutely unacceptable. Pete, Josh Allen's a six foot five, six foot six, 240, 250 pound quarterback's legs got whipped around by a linebacker who was holding onto the inside of the front of his shirt and the outside of the back of his shirt. And somehow it was not a horse collar. No, it was intentional grounding <laughs> with Gabe Davis standing right there who landed on the football because he thought it was a he thought it was a fumble. I mean, you can't make this crap up. It was so ridiculous. There has to be a way, he says, Pete says, to get the league to hear us on this issue. There's no way. My guy, Richard Rush, it never ends. Gif heartbroken. In my opinion, it's time for, oh, sorry, Nathan Boyd. Is, in, my, in my opinion, it's time for a different voice in the building, regardless if they make the playoffs or not. McDermott can't win the big game. Boneheaded defenses on third and short, stupid timeouts. And why would you have Josh Allen take a knee with 20 seconds and a timeout? Outcoached one more time. Karen, hashtag free Josh Allen. Nothing but heartbreak. Go Bills. Bills Mafia. We love you, Josh Allen. And then she's got the I'm in a glass case of emotion gif. Ignoramus Capital Management. That's an interesting name. The regression is confirmed. They're the same losers we've always hoped they were. They weren't, but always knew they were. Look for tectonic shifts starting the end of 17, week 17. I don't know, man. I don't know. JR3, uh, uh, he's got the... Uh, <laughs> the the gif of the cartoon character slamming all the doors. I don't know where you're going with that, but yep. Uh, Juice says we have become the team in sports movies that the stars become or the stars team beats in the big game. For once, I want oh like like yeah the 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 the, the villain. We're the villain team that gets beat by the by the team that's the hero team. I get you. Uh, for once, I want the defense to play at the end of games without falling into an all-out prevent defense. It's like watching a slow, painful slaughter, also filmed in slow-mo. We play scared. You're not wrong. Hoot says, I think overall we had a great game. If it wasn't for the no calls on the Eagles and all the penalties they pulled out of their asses against the Bills, we would have won. I don't want to blame this on, on, on the refs. I don't. The Bills should have done their job. They make one more stop at the end of that football game somewhere, and the Bills win. It's not on the refs. Espo, we are the most scary 10 seed of all time. Will this team pull it all together? I don't know, but, man, it will be fun to watch to see, to see them do it. Let's go Buffalo. See there? Glass half empty. James Alexander Perks, I've worked uh, I've worked in less than four hours. I feel sick to my stomach. I can't believe that, the, that that game got away from us. The refereeing was an absolute joke. We were head and shoulders a better team. This just sucks. I'm so tired of losing this way, and now we have two weeks to stew on it. You're not wrong. Grim W or Grim VW, rather. After this game, I truly believe the NFL is rigged now and that betting has become legalized. The ref was looking directly at Josh being horse collar tackled and didn't call it. Not only did he not call it, uh, Grim, he doubled down and called a uh, intentional grounding on which you just said. He didn't even pass. He kind of threw the ball. That was enough for me. He's got one of two here. Uh, I was... I was a fan before our Super Bowl era, still at one today. I don't think firing McDermott is a good solution yet. Injuries have crushed us, extremely bad refs. He needs to figure it out or needs to figure out how to have the team come through those clutch moments, though. I'm not sure he can. And I've lost my place in my tweets. Oh, found it. Adam says, uh, the no-call horse-collar tackle that was called an intentional grounding is a metaphor for this entire season so far. <laughs> That's a great tweet, Adam. Uh, Mike says, the coach needs to get uh, to go, rather. He consistently chokes at key times in games. Can't finish the games ever. 
What's his overtime record? It's got to be horrendous. I don't think he's ever won a game in overtime, to be honest with you. Because Josh Allen, if Josh is 0-6, McDermott is at least 0-6. I don't know if anybody remembers the Tyrod Taylor year, if there was an overtime game or not. He's supposedly supposedly supposed to be a defensive genius, but his team chokes when it matters all the time. You're not wrong. J.D., refs really screwed us today. Josh had 400-plus yards and multiple touchdowns, and we lost. How is that even possible? Well, because your defense couldn't make a stop in the second half of the football game. Charles Byrne, go Bills. I don't rag on the refs that much today, but come on. See my following post and two replies citing poor officiating. He's just got some stuff, the holding penalty. No, they, they didn't miss stuff. They just basically didn't call stuff. Uh, you're not wrong at the end of the day, Charles. Thanks. Th- thank you for being a part of the show. Do, 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 do. Scrolling down another Charles, Charles Cancilla. Losing six, ga- six games by six points or less this season is heartbreaking. Finally, Gabe Davis wasn't a ghost. Wins are not a quarterback stat. McDermott in this close game. It's funny how far Bruce Nolan's reaches. Uh, McDermott in these close games all year has dropped the ball. He is He's not solely to blame, but he takes the brunt of it. Vaughn Miller is not worth the money. Vaughn Miller is still injured. And you could argue that he probably should not be playing. Uh, Mrs. KCB, I'd vote for uh, AI taking over officiating. I'm not kidding. Go Bills. Madeline, this has been a hard season for my therapist. Curious, Joe, which shotgun run was your favorite? (laughs) Oh, the one for no gain? Or the other one for no gain? Uh, Mike Alaz McDermott was outcoached in a big game yet again. When your opponent adjusts and starts having success, then you have to coach your team to adjust also. Second half defense was a joke. How many big games has this been now? All of them. The answer to your question, Mike, is all of them. It's been all of the big games. Dr. Robert Searfoss, refs were awful, but McDermott loses another one-score game. It's time for a change. Jake, we got to be living in a heartbreaking lose simulation. I swear to God, every single loss is like this. Well, it's very billsy, is it not? Michael Mix, Buffalo is a lot of new names. A lot of new names uh, getting in the fray here for the uh, for the overreaction tweet fest. Uh, Michael Mix, Buffalo is never going to win any high leverage games with McDermott at the helm. Uh, the guy always falters when it matters most. It seems like that. Elijah, we missed the playoffs this year. The question is, do they solve the problem in the offseason? Elijah, I'm afraid they won't. Buffalo Barb, I'm heartbroken. Broken, I'm broken hearted. I read that backwards. I'm broken hearted with the bro- uh, broken heart emoji. Johnny O, this coach's time has come to an end. Time for him to go. McDermott is uh, firmly lost. He's firmly lost the fan base. It'll be interesting to see if he holds on to the locker room. Logan Stolberg, our season is over. Leon B, 500 team. Uh, they are who we thought they were is the gift he's got there with good old Denny. Uh, McDermott, uh, American Patriot. McDermott has to be fired. He coaches them out of victories. <laughs> wow. Beebs 25, F McDermott, but he used the real word, the F dash 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 word. Uh, I got a couple more for you. James, loss v. the refs. I disagree. Um, this game was so blatantly wrong. Who's going to hold them accountable? How does this change? Yes, we had mistakes, but man, oh man, were the calls painful. And they were. I do believe that is the very, very last tweet that I have from the overreaction buff Twitter handle that uh, Trish, Savage Trish, so awesomely runs for me. You guys are up in your feels, and I can't say as I blame you because I am up in my feels as well. We are at the end of the show. I appreciate all of you guys being a part of this. I appreciate uh, John Spazcheck and the Market Dominator team for sponsoring this madness. I never, it, when the Bills lose and I'm doing my outline, I don't want to do this show. I find, I, I literally am trying to convince myself of some excuse, some reason. I'm sick. I've lost my voice. I've got diarrhea. I don't even know. To, to not have to do this show. Like, give me, or the house is on fire. My, my dog ran away. But after I'm done, without a doubt, talking to you guys and being here with all of you, I always feel a little bit better. I don't know where this road is taking us. I don't know that it's to the playoffs. But I want you guys to know that we are on this train together for better or worse. And I appreciate every single one of you. I love you, Bills Mafia. I love you, Josh Allen. I love the Buffalo Bills. And I'm sorry to my daughter for making you a Buffalo Bills fan. 
Enjoy the couple weeks off. I don't know if there will be a show next week or not. We will see. Maybe I'll have a special guest. Stay tuned. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to, tuned into, if you will, the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. I'll talk to you soon. Go Bills. 